piece of paper because I got some scripture. Last week I ain't even read the scriptures. But I want to give you some scriptures, some things that you can take back with you and you can look up yourself and study and, and get into that word. And I'm coming out of the Amplified. And I'm coming from Isaiah 46, 3 10. Verse 3 to 10. And it says, Listen. This is God. He says, Listen to me. Says the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the remnants of the house of Israel, you have been born by me from your birth, carried from the womb, even to your old age I am he, and even to the hair white with age I will carry you. That should get you excited. I have made and I will bear. Yes, I will carry. I will save you. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike? They lavish gold out of the cups or bag, weigh out silver on the scale, and hire a goldsmith, and he fashions it into gold. Then they fall down. Yes, they worship it. Worshiping things, family. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about those things that we wind up getting, that he provides for us. Instead of honoring him and worshiping him, we begin to worship those things and make those things our God. They bear it upon their shoulders in religious procession or in, or in battle. They carry it and set it down in its place. And there it stands it cannot move from its place. Even if one cries to it for help, yet the idol cannot answer or save him out of distress. Earnestly remember this. Be ashamed and own yourselves guilty. Bring it again to mind and lay it to heart. Oh, you rebels. Oh, you rebels. Earnestly remember the former things which I did. Your stones. The stones in your life that God seen you through. Which I did of old. For I am God, and there is no one else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end and the results from the beginning. Let me say that again. Declaring the end and the results from the beginning. The seed of your purpose is on the inside of you. And from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure and my purpose. Family, he's letting you know that everything he planned for your life is already inside of you. Your end is already destined. But the key is you walking it out. Don't allow the things that he allowed you to have that you've been praying for, that you asked him for, don't make it your idol. Don't make it the thing that you worship. Don't make it bigger than God. Don't make that wife, husband, boyfriend, that house, that car, that job, don't make those things the idol. Who lost their job before? And they were dependent on 
And then when it was gone, the child didn't care about you. They moved on. Who lost the car before? That we washed every week, we, we made sure it was there, we took care of it. Who still got that same car? None of us. A thing we worship, but don't really have no value. And this is what God is reminding us of. We're making these things idols. But we should be tapping into the source. We ask, where do we go? To him. The foundation. Family, I give you these scriptures as a reminder that there is nothing new under the sun that God hasn't foreseen. And he has given us his written word to use for counseling. And if that wasn't enough, he has given us the Holy Spirit to bring back to our remembrance the things we were taught, those stones in our lives, those stones. I thank God for, for the family, the connections that God has given me because it's helping me to become all that he wants me to be. Because I, had I not had these people in my life, had I not had some circumstances in my life happen, I wouldn't be who I am today. See, these are the things that we can bring back to remember, some good and bad, that can help elevate us to another level. See, when the devil wants to keep us stuck and bound, God wants to elevate us to different levels. And too often we get caught looking at our circumstances and our situation that we, we get blinded. And we get stuck looking at that. Family, we need to be excited coming in here to worship God. Because we have a new day, a new beginning, a new opportunity to do it differently. Yeah, things might have not went well yesterday. We might have had some trouble. We might, have some, we might even woke up this morning to some distress. But we have an opportunity to not allow that to keep us bound. We got to be excited about what God has for us. Family. He doesn't want us thinking that things, these things will save us and give us peace. We hear throughout the Bible where the people of God, the children of God, began to put trust in things that God provided for them more than they trusted him. and tombs, we get them, we forget to honor God. We began to worship those things. When we need to just allow those things to just be byproducts and what God wants for our lives to help us get to that next leg of the journey of this life that we're living in. I want to take you on a short journey. But I'm going to start from the end and take us back to the beginning. See, he said the end was winning before the beginning. He knew your end. See, but the problem is for us is we don't know our end. We don't know See, if God revealed to you all the things that you was going to have to go through to get to your end, boy, your oh boy, we'd be stuck. Like, nah, I don't want to go through that. You know, I, I can remember myself 
But God showed, he told me where I was going to go. But it was a process. Because see, God's intention for us is for us to be successful in what he gives us. Because our success honors his glory. It glorifies him. He don't want to give you something and then you fail, then you blame him. See, because too often we pray for stuff we ain't ready for. And then because it didn't happen yet, we want to blame God. He ain't give it to you because you ain't ready for it. You're not mature enough. Your child asked you for a car, you ain't going to give it to him. He ain't had no driver's lessons. He ain't got a license. Because you know he's going to fail. The chances of him failing increases. And that's how God deals with us. So we praying for some stuff. We asking God for some stuff. We got to take a look at the man, woman in the mirror. Am I really ready for it? Oh God, help me be prepared for what I'm asking for. Give me the tools necessary. Because if it's for you, it's going to be yours. You just got to do your part. Turn with me to Revelations chapter 22, verse 10. And we're going to go from 10 to 17. 10 to 17. It says here, And he further told me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, and make no secrets of them. For the time when things are brought to a crisis and the period of their fulfillment is near, he who is righteous, unjust, wicked, let him be unrighteous still. And he who is filthy, vile, and pure, let him be filthy still. And he who is righteous, just, upright, and right standing with God, let him do right still. And he who is holy, let him be holy still. Behold, I am coming soon. And I shall bring my wages and rewards with me to repay and render to each one just what his own actions and his own works merit. I am the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the before all and the end of all. Blessed, happy, and to be envied are those who cleanse their garments that they may have the authority and right to approach the tree of life and to enter through the gates into the city. But without are the doors of those who practice sorcery, magic arts, and impurities, the lewd adulterers, and the murderers, idolaters, and everyone who loves and deals in falsehood, untruth, error, deception, cheating. Oh, don't that sound like what we're dealing with today? It sounds like what we're dealing with today. See, but we can be outside of that. We don't have to be partakers in it. He's telling us we don't have to be partakers in it. He says, I, Jesus, have sent my messenger angel to you to witness and to give you assurance of these things for the churches, the assemblies, the body of Christ, you and I. He said, I am the root the source and the offspring of David, 
the radiant and brilliant morning star, the Holy Spirit, and the bride, the church, the true Christians, the true kingdom citizens, say come, and let him who listens say come, and let everyone come who is thirsty, who is painfully conscious of his need of these those things by which the soul is refreshed. And he says, support it and strengthen. And whatever and whoever earnestly desires to do it, let him come. Take appropriate and drink the water of life without cost. Family, it don't cost a thing. It's just about us making a choice. It's just about us making a choice of who you're gonna, who's gonna be your source. Are you gonna be deceived by the world? who make you think it's about the things that you have? Are you going to trust God? He wrote the end before the beginning. It's all about a choice. We got to choose who we gonna, who's going to be our source. We got to make a decision. Turn with me to Matthew 22, 14. And this is a book of description. And it says, For many are called, invited, and summoned, but few are chosen. And we know pastors talk about this all the time. What's the difference? The response. That's it. It's about us responding to the call of God. And he calls all of us. He calls the opportunity is there, the invitation is there for those who want it. But it's up to you to make the choice. It's up to you. Each and every one of us. The key is our response and the trust in his word. Turn with me to John 1 1. I tell you, I got some scriptures, write them down. So you can go home and reflect on yourselves. It says, In the beginning, before all time, was the word Christ. And the word was with God. And the Word was God Himself. And He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through Him, and without Him was not even one thing made that has come into being. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. This is that. In him was the life of life of men. And the light shines on in the darkness. And the darkness has never overpowered it. Let me say that again to you guys. The darkness has never overpowered it. So whatever you're going through, whatever the enemy is trying to keep you bound with, the end. The darkness don't have no power over the light that's on the inside of you. No power. We just got to tap into the source. And everybody here right now out there, we're here because we made a decision that Jesus is our Lord and Savior. And once we made that decision, the light is shining on us. And it don't matter how bright your light is shining, the light is there. The more, the closer you get to God, the brighter your light is going to shine. 
So don't worry about somebody else's light shining brighter than yours. That light is on the inside of you. You got that same potential. He's not a respectable person. It's just about what you put in is what you're going to get out. So the more time you spend in this world, the brighter your light is going to shine. People ain't going to have to ask, are you, are you a Christian? Are you a child of God? It's going to be on you. Your presence alone is going to make people change the way they act. They're going to look at you differently. And yes, the enemy going to come at you too. Even harder. You heard me say to Jesus, Jesus, what are you doing here? That's what they're going to say to you. What are you doing here? You're trying to change the atmosphere. That's what we're supposed to do. Family. I tell you, God, God is doing something awesome. He said, I lost my place. The response said that. He said, for the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out or absorbed it, or appropriated it, and is unreceptive to it. In this passage is the beginning of our true second source. See, Adam was the first. He was the first one to set the foundation for us. However, he fell victim to his flesh. Can we relate? Jesus was the second one. And he faced every temptation. The word tells us every temptation that we face here today, he faced. But he didn't succumb to the flesh. This is why we can tap into the source. We can tap into the source and have strength. Family. You see, God tried to do it through man. However, the fleshly man continued to fail his own life. Because we put our trust in ourselves, man, or things. And we see this still today in spite of us living after the cross. We still continue today to put our trust in man, woman, things. But God is saying, Put your trust in me. I will help nurture the seed that I placed on the inside of you. The purpose. So it will allow the fruits of the spirit to shine bright in your life and the lives that you're connected to. So the impact that I purpose you to have here on this earth will come to pass. We talk about what is the greatest treasure here on the earth, and we speak about the graveyard because those seeds never came to fruition. Those purposes that God has placed on the inside of those never came to pass. We are here today because we want to see the fruits of the Spirit. We want to see those things that God purposed in our lives to come to pass. But the key to that is us tapping into the source. We can't make things be our source. We can't make our relationships be our source. We can't make the world be our source. We got to connect to the true foundation, the true tree of life. Family, Jesus became the word in the flesh. For us, turn with me to John 15, chapter 9, chapter 15, verse 9. We're going to read from 9 through 17. 
And it says here, if you live in me, abide finally, united to me, and my word remains in you, and you continue to live, and I continue to live in your heart, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. When you bear, produce much fruit. You hear that? There's much fruit for you to produce. My Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. I have loved you just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love. Continue in his love with me. If you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, that's the key, man. You will abide in my love and live on in it. Just as I, as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in his love. I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness may be full and full of full measure and complete and overflowing. Family, you need to be excited. You need to be excited. He's telling you, if you abide in him and allow him to abide in you, that joy that he has, that overflow, it will be happening in your life. It will be happening in your life. He wants that for you and I. He's not looking, don't allow the enemy to stunt your growth. Based off of what you did in the past. Because that's what he tries to do. He tries to keep you stuck and bound by what you did or what you didn't do. It's about what you do now. Faith starts with now. We talked about it this morning, coming in here for worship. You got to wake up with a praise on your heart in spite of what may be going on in your life. Amen. Your praise can change things around. Your worship changed things around. Have you ever been in an atmosphere where it was just dark and dreary? And it meant you didn't feel that way, but until you walked into that atmosphere, you felt it. But you got the opportunity to change it. We have to be the light in those dark places, even in our own lives. Even in our own lives, those dark times, those dreary times, those times when things ain't going right, family ain't going right, people ain't doing right, we got to be the light. We got to speak life over those situations. He says here, I take off my glasses, I'm trying to remember. It says here, he says, my love, and just as I have obeyed my father's commandments and live on his love, I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you, and that your joy and gladness may be a full measure and complete and overflowing. This is my commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, no one has greater love, no one has shown stronger affection than to lay down, give up his own life for his friends. You are my friend if you keep on doing the things which I command you to do. I do not call you servants, slaves any longer. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. 
working out. But I've called you my friends because I have made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. I have revealed to you everything that I've learned from him. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I have appointed you. I have planted you. Listen to that. You're the seed planted. That you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing. And that your fruit may be lasting. That it may remain abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, as presenting all that I am, he may give it to you. What is what I, this is what I command you, that, that you love one another. Family, we wonder why we struggle. We wonder why some things are bound and held captive from us. Because we lack that love relationship. If we can't love one another, how can we love the Father we can't see? We can't even love our brothers and sisters who we have contact with. How can we love something we can't see? We struggle. And see, the enemy has proved us. Because there's many of us who have family blood relatives that we don't communicate with because of some ill will, something that happened. So how can we ask God to forgive us when we don't have forgiveness in our own hearts? And we wonder why we're struggling. We wonder why the enemy keeps coming at us. We wonder why we keep going through the same thing over and over again. Because we haven't dropped the baggage. We carry the weight we should be carrying no more. We can still love our brothers and sisters. We might not get along. We might not have the same opinions. We're human. We got different opinions, different views. But we can still love on them. We can still seek out the best for them. And it can be from a distance. It's okay. But we still want the best for them. That's the key. If they need to, and you got you got the resources to help, help. In spite of what they might have done or didn't do. Just imagine if God held back from us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But here yeah, we do that to our brothers and sisters. The people who we say we love. That we have a covenant relationship with. Our blood family. Family, the enemy has duped us. He is purposeful in what he's trying to do. He's trying to destroy, destroy the foundation that God has set in place. And that's family. That's family. That's why I thank God for my harvest family, my brothers and sisters. You here. Because you continue to nurture me, help guide me, and direct me. Correct me when I'm wrong. And I pray I do the same thing for you, encourage you, lift you up. That's what this life is about. This is the impact, this is the fruit of the Spirit of God. That when we're going is what's left behind. Family, God is showing us the love and purpose that he has had for us from the beginning. I have shown you his implant and have laid plain his provision for us to fulfill his plan for our lives now. I want to share something that God showed me. 
This is a spiritual battle that we're having. It's not with the flesh. It's not against flesh and blood. It's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. See, but we allow the flesh to control us when we're supposed to be in control of it. God gave us dominion over everything here on the earth. And this flesh is a part of it. Pastor Bruce is a great one to speak to you about it. So if you want some, some information about soul, body, and spirit, that's the man. But I'm going to share with you what God showed me. Turn with me to John 16, 5. And we're going to read from 5 to 17. Like I told you, write it down. Please write it down. Read it. Hear God's word. Allow him to speak to you. Because he speaks to us all differently. He reveals and reveals things to us differently. It says, But now I am going to him who sent me. Yet none of you ask me, Where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts, taking complete possession of you. However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say that it is profitable, good, expedient, adventurous for you that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, stand by, will not come to you in close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. And when he comes, he will convict And convince the world and bring demonstrations to it about sin and about righteousness, uprightness of heart and the right standing with God and about judgment, about sin because they do not believe in me, trust in, rely on, and adhere to me, about righteousness uprightness of the heart and right standing with God because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer about judgment because the ruler the evil genius prince of this world Satan is judged and condemned and sentenced already hear it family let me say that again and sentence already and passed upon him. See, this is the part that we get messed up with. We think he went. The reality is he already lost. It's already written. He already lost. So the battle you're going through, you already overcame it. You just got to go through the process. See, but the, the enemy dupes us to think that we're stuck, that we can't overcome it, that he got us bound. See, he playing chess, we playing checkers. See, we don't know the game that we're playing. And that's how he wins. That's how he beats us all the time. He continues to beat us up. Because we don't know he already lost because we don't know the word. So the more you know the word, the more confident you'll be as you go through the process. As you go through the storm, it'll be a peace on you. Because if God said, I'll meet you on the other side, regardless of what you got to go through to get to the other side, you're going to get there. See, the enemy wants you to focus in on the storm. But God wants you to just focus in on him. Who is your source? Who are you trusting on? He said, sentence already 
is but passed upon him. I have still many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them. Who are you talking about? God is speaking to us, but we ain't able to bear them. We ain't hear them. We shut them down. He's saying, I ain't believe. We ain't mature enough to walk with where he's trying to take us. And we wonder why things are not happening in our lives. Because the comforter is speaking. We're here because we open ourselves to receive the words from the comforter. But what happens is, it's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. And too often we allow our flesh to lead us instead of allowing that comforter to guide us. He said, because you are not able to bear them and to take or to take them upon you or to grasp them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth giving spirit comes, he will guide you in all truth. The whole full truth. But he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell you whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come, that will happen in the future. You hear that? There's nothing that happens in your life that God don't warn you ahead of time. He gives you warning. He gives you warning. But too often we don't heed that warning. We say, I can change him. I got it figured out. I got control of my finances. If I get this home, I can take care of it. I get this job, I can deal with that person. I get this relationship and it broke out. We take on things that we're not really ready for and the comforter gives us warning that you're not really ready for. But that battle with the flesh is say, I got it. I got it figured out. I can do it. And I say all the time, it wouldn't be a problem if you had it. If you can figure it out, it wouldn't be a problem. It's a problem because you couldn't figure it out. He says, he will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare the things that will come and that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me because he will take and receive, draw upon what is mine. And will reveal, declare, and disclose, transmit it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. That is what I meant when I said that He, the Spirit, will take the things that are mine and will reveal, declare, disclose, and transmit it to you. Family, we're in a battle. This battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against spirits and principalities. But too often, instead of us trusting the spirit on the inside of us, we're trusting our flesh. We're allowing our flesh to lead us. We're allowing the things that we make idols in our lives to guide and direct us. Instead of trusting God, that he will, he will continue to nurture the seed that he planted on the inside of us so we can fulfill the purpose that he has for our lives. You see, when we made a choice to acknowledge Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we allowed the Holy Spirit to bear witness to God's truth about ourselves and the world we are in. And now we have no excuse for walking in sin. And this is where the real fight happens. 
And I show you something that God showed me in the scriptures. Turn with me to the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, 26. And here it says, God said, let us, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image, after our likeness, and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and to tame the beasts, and over all the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image and likeness of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth, subdue it, using all its vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion over all the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. I want you to pay close attention. The Hebrew meaning of image of God means Tislam Elohim. Tislam Elohim. It's T-Z-E-L-E-M which means the shadow. So that means the shadow of God. So he made us in the image of the shadow of God. And we have shadows. You know, when the light shines, we, we see that shadow. So it's not this fleshly being that we see. So this image is not God. It's a shadow that God has made man in. Listen, we must remember that God is not an American. We always must look at the original text, meaning. So if we look at Genesis chapter 2 of, of, of um, Genesis verse, verse 2 of chapter 1, and we know it's only two, two verses of the Bible, two chapters of the Bible. Two. And it starts here in chapter 2. Right here it says, and we're going to go to, it says, the earth was without form and empty waste, and darkness was upon the face of the very great of, of the very great deep the spirit of God was moving hovering sounds like a shadow right hovering brooding over the face of the water so as we look at this text God made man in the spirit of himself and based off that last text so the spirit of man and woman was formed first. So we are spirit first. We are spirit first, family. And that's how. See, spirit communicates with spirit. It has to be of like mind. You know, that's why we have to be discerning of the spirit. We have to be discerning of the spirit. See, because the appearance don't mean anything. It's the spirit on the inside. Turn with me to Genesis 2, verse 5 through 7. Write it down, man. And it says, When no plant of the field was yet on the earth, in the earth, and no herbs of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not yet caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was no who? No man. No man to till the ground. 
Did we just read in the chapter and the verses before that he created man? But it wasn't the fleshly man. It was the spirit man and woman. So he said, no man to till the ground. But there went up a mist, a fog, a vapor from the land and watered the whole surface of the ground. And then the Lord formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath or the spirit of life. And man became a living being. Man became a living being. So this flesh here, this thing that we battle with all the time, is the, is the thing that keeps us from having that relationship. It's the thing that man continues to fail over and over again in. Because the battle is between the flesh and the spirit. And see, the enemy wants to control his flesh. So if he can get you to start worshiping the things, people, and lose your relationship with God, you, you miss the opportunity to connect to the source. So now when it's the Holy Spirit speaking to you, you can't hear it because it's not lining up with your flesh. So that's why it's so important that we tap into the spirit of God. That we know the source. We know who our creator is in the image that we're created in. It's not the flesh. It's not the desires of the flesh. It's the spirit man on the inside of us. And that's why it's so important for us to establish that relationship in God, in his word. We're living in the greatest time ever before because we're behind the cross. So we got something to tap into. He's given us his word. We had the word in the flesh as an example on how we can overcome our fleshly desires by tapping into the spirit. That's why prayer is so important. That's why worship is so important. So we don't allow the flesh to dominate us, to lead us. When God wants the spirit man to guide and direct you. Because it's connected to the source. And that's why we have to be in control of this body, this vessel that God has given us. We can't allow it to dominate us and control us. He said, we have dominion. He's giving you dominion over everything, including this flesh. Where this flesh come from, the ground, the dust of the earth. So you've got dominion over it. It don't have dominion over you. And too often we bend our will to our flesh. Instead of allowing God's will to abide in us. See, we're here today because we made a choice. That in ourselves we can't do it. We need, we need a covenant relationship with God. And it's not about religion, it's about a relationship. It's about a relationship. And that's how we have to walk, we have to walk in love. What was this great commandment? To love one another. And that same love that we have for our father, we gotta have for one another. But if we don't have it for one another, ain't no way we're gonna have it for something we can't see. It can't happen. It will not happen. Family, I say to you today, even as we leave this place, we don't leave the presence of God. 
His presence needs to abide in us. I don't care what we're going through, what our situation is. His presence needs to be abiding inside of us. We need to be connected to the source. Our sisters shouldn't have to usher us into worship. We should come in here worshiping, praising God, giving thanks. That should be, we should wake up with that on ourselves. Because there's so much that we need to be thankful for. So much. All we have to do is just look around us. There's some people going through some things that we couldn't even bear. Just think about what's happened over in Palestine. And we're waking up with peace. They're waking up to bombshells. They might not even sleeping. There's no peace. And remember, God is not an American. See, he told us these times will come. And just because we're not experiencing it here, the way they're experiencing it, don't mean it's not happening. And this is how the enemy dupes us. What happened to the law for our brothers and sisters? Nobody's not perfect. But love conquers a multitude of sins. We all going to see things different. You think about it. When, when the disciples came back to Jesus and was telling them, People are they out there, they out there trying to, they're out there punishing uh, people in your name, but they don't have no relationship with you. What he told them? Are they doing good? Let them do it. Let them go. Too often we want to see, we make it religious when it's about a relationship. If it's good, it's good. If they don't know who Jesus is, that's on them. But if they're doing the right thing, let them do the right thing. The way we'll win them over is by loving on them in spite of. But too often the enemy makes them our enemy. And they got something to offer too because God created them with a purpose. We all have a purpose. And some figure out a little longer than the others. Our children don't grow up the same way. They all individual. They mature differently. They act differently. So it is with each and every one of us. But too often we want to point fingers because they're not doing things the way we do. Instead of loving on them unconditionally, the way God, I got they love. The God kind of love. And this is why I tell you, family, this is how the impact we're going to have on the world. This is how our legacy, this is what we'll be able to leave behind. This is what change our lives. We got to tap into the source, the spirit man and woman on the inside of us, not this fleshly man and woman that we see. We got to use discernment. Only way you can use discernment, you got to be in the spirit of God. Family, what God has planned for our lives will come to pass if we trust Him, not our flesh, not the things we desire, or what the world tries to tell us as value. But we trust in him, the giver of life, the creator, Elohim, the beginning and the end, the author and the finisher of our faith. We go where the spirit of God leads. We are not fighting against flesh and blood, but spirits and principalities. He has given us dominion over the world, not the world over us. Let us operate in that authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, I pray that 
what God has led me to share here with you today will have you begin to see things a little differently. Will, will allow you to battle that flesh. Battle that, that thing that tried to keep you bound. And allow yourself to tap into the spirit of God. That's on the inside of each and every one of us. To connect to the source and the resource of all that he has purposed for our lives. And as we continue to move according to his will, you'll see things change and manifest in your life like you've never seen before. You're here today because you wanted and was looking for something different. And you trust God enough that in spite of how you felt this morning, for some of us didn't feel like getting up. Some of us didn't feel like trekking this way. But we battled our flesh and we pushed and we pressed. And we're here now to receive what God has for us. And this is what he wants us to continue to do. In spite of what our flesh is telling us, in spite of what the world is telling us, he's given us dominion over those things. And we cannot allow those things to have dominion over us. So, I want to pray with you that whatever you're battling with, in the flesh, be it relationship, whatever it is, be it the job, be it insecurity, be it depression, whatever it is that you're battling with in the flesh, I want to pray with you. I want to stand in the gap with you. Us here at Faith Harvest, our leadership, we want to be in fellowship, covenant relationship with you as you continue to grow and seek God out. We want to walk with you. We want to love on you with the spirit of the love of God. And we want to share what God is purposing in you. That's what harvest is about. It's about nurturing a harvest. It's about nurturing a harvest. Cultivating it. Building it up so it can be what God is purposing to be. That's you and I. Like I said, I thank God for my harvest family because who I am wasn't who I was 18 years ago when I first started this journey. And I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing. But I trusted God enough, even when I didn't understand it. And yes, it was a battle. I had to battle my flesh. I had to beat my flesh down. But I thank God he placed people in my life that helped me in that battle. And that's what we want to be here for you. I want to be that for you right now. And I want to pray with you. I want to help stand in the gap with you. And if you're looking for a home church, you're looking for a place that's going to love on you, fellowship with you, be with you, in the good times and the bad, Come on. Come on. We want to walk with you. We want to be a part of your life. I want to pray with you through those battles that we're going through. Because we're all going through battles. There's some things that we're struggling with. I know God has called me to some things, and I, I'm, I'm battling my flesh. I'm battling thinking everything got to be all right and perfect before I'm moving forward and what God is calling me. But I'm going to tell you, even as we see these little ones come in here, this is our future. This is the foundation that we have to live behind. We got to set it up for them. And it starts with us. Because through us, they see their relationship with God. As we love one another, we wonder why this world is so wicked. Because it's no love. It's no relationship. 
So it takes us. We got to be the change makers. It's on us. So if there's anybody who wants prayer, who want to make a decision to make faith harvest your, your, your church home, I want to stand with you. I want to pray with you. I want to walk with you. We want to walk with you. The body of Christ. Right? I guess everybody's good. Everybody's blessed. Oh, my brother's coming up. I want to pray with him.